New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Mark Nepo, and he's the author of two current books. One is 7,000 Ways to Listen, Staying Close to What is Sacred, and a book of poetry, Reduced to Joy. Mark, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Thank you. I would like to start by reading a little paragraph from your book because it just really (laughs) struck me between the eyes, and I think most of our listeners can relate to it. You write, Always running counter to this deep listening is the noise of the modern world, where the tasks and passwords keep multiplying. The lists seem endless. You have your own First it's the dishes and laundry, then gas and electric. Now the motherboard is on the fritz, and the Facebook page was hacked into, and the automatic deposit stopped being automatic, and the transfer didn't transfer, and the laundry is still piling up. And at work, there are spreadsheets that take so much time to spread. As I get older, I fear these lists will keep me from what matters. And that, uh, thank you for that. I mean, we can all feel into that about, okay, the motherboard is on the fritz, (laughs) the laundry is piling up. We we all feel this in modern modern world. So much calls to us. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing that has been uh, coming to me recently, especially about all this, is that, you know, all of these aspects of technology, the technology is inert. There's nothing wrong with it. They're tools. I love them. They're fine. But what really is at the heart of this, for me, is that if we don't meet the outer world with our inner life, the existence will crush us. Not because it's evil, but it's gravity. The way water fills a hole. Part of our job is to meet the outer life with our inner life whatever values have meaning for you. So what happens with technology, I find, and I find it in my own life, is that if I am not working on assuming and inhabiting an inner life, then the characteristics of technology by default become the values I live by. So multitasking, fragmenting, the speed of things. If I'm not consciously living a slower life, paying attention to one thing at a time, I will, by default, assume those characteristics. They're just parts of technology. They're not a code to live by. The same thing happens when we look at problem solving. Problem solving is a wonderful skill. We need it. You have to be able to problem solve to live in the surface world. It's not a world philosophy. It's not a value to live by, it's a skill to use. And so we live in a time where we let skill sets stop being tools and they start being 
worldviews. Well, in Western culture, the reason for living is to problem solve. But of course, it's not because there are never an end to the problems. <laughs> it's just there's never an end to the lists. You know, I had a moment, I was in a cafe and I come in in the rain, a gentle rain and and I always, you know, scribble and I have my lists and, and then I kind of dried off and I took my lists out and wonderfully all the tasks were blurred because of the rain. I couldn't read them anymore and for a moment I was free and I realized, you know, I'm starting to become unfinished. Mm. And that was liberating. So it doesn't mean that we don't get things done. It doesn't mean that we don't do tasks. But we create the lists and then we're prisoners of them. We all do this. And this is actually very interesting in terms of this is how I know when I'm writing, you know, when I'm immersed. I don't have any problem staying immersed. My problem is coming up Mm -hmm. or coming out. So... I know I am in there too long. When I'm present, I am at one with things and things feel timeless. And as soon as I'm there too long, my mind starts to shift and I start thinking, well, if I work another two hours, I might get five more pages done. Mm -hmm. Now what has happened? I have itted my own work. I'm exploiting my own work and I've stopped relating to it. And that's a sign that I have to stop. I have to stop and take in life. I have to breathe. I have to pet the dog. I have to do the laundry. There's a mantra that we've all repeated many times. There's not enough time. And so what you're saying is the only way to shift time and expand it is... To enter it. To enter it. Yeah. And you know, a practice that I do that I I would offer is whatever you have on your list, if you consider that this is the last day you have on earth, what's going to stay on the list? I bet the list will get a lot shorter. (laughs) And then choose to do if there's three things left, just say, I'll do one. And then that comes with that question that I mentioned earlier in my introduction is um, we go to ask ourselves, what really matters to me? And that's a question you pose for us. I pose it for myself, you know, constantly is what, what really matters. You know, I think as I get older, the only things that matter to me are moments of true relationship whether that's with other people with nature with myself in uh, 7,000 ways to listen I talk about these things as friendships our friendship with the source of life we're going to grasp or understand it that's from the outside how do we stay in friendship with life how do we stay in friendship with our own experience How do we stay in friendship with our questions? Because we give different attention when we think of it as a friendship. You mentioned with the source of life, and that's another question that you bring up for us. What do we consider 
our source. Well, this is one of the things that, you know, as I get older, I don't ask why anymore. I'm not interested in why. I'm only interested in how. I have a chapter in there called Not Getting What We Want. Mm. Sooner or later, it doesn't matter how lucky you are, how intelligent, how blessed, how supported, how not supported. Sooner or later, every person on earth doesn't get what they want. And that's not to minimize. Sometimes the things we want are very dear. And we have to deal with the whole process of loss and grief. And that's a journey in itself. And, because now we're talking about paradox, and as soon as we don't get what we want, the deeper part of the journey begins. Because now, in a felt way, we realize that we are a living part in a living whole. W-H-O-L-E. Now we have a conversation that matters. What kind of part am I and what kind of whole? Am I a fish in a stream? Am I a bird in a tree? Am I a star in a sky? Am I a rung on a ladder? Am I a tool there for other people to use? So this is a conversation now about what is my place in the living universe? So are you saying that not getting what we want... It breaks our self-reference. It breaks our self-reference. It's all of a sudden, in a felt way, it's not about us. It's not completely about us. We are in relationship to other things and other... This is a kind of a felt way to understand Einstein's theory of relativity. Einstein's gift was that he said to us, he came about it through physics, but he said, there is no one center. Every living thing is its own center. Oh, I think Bucky Fuller also said that. He said, there's only in and out. There's no up or down or anything. You know, he <laughs> And Martin get, Buber said it too. Right. Yeah. You don't go out into space, he would say. We're and this is the Hindu, you know, the Hindu notion of thou art that is saying the same thing, that when we open our hearts through compassion, there's no one living center. We are constantly in relationship. So we actually are constantly in relationship, whether we know it or not, but we, we kind of cut ourselves off from that knowing, would you say? Well, we do for, for a lot of reasons. You know, sometimes we are, you know, the same way that in, in households, you know, we have circuit breakers. When there's too much electricity or there's too much of a surge, it, sh it shuts down to protect itself. You know, sometimes that happens to us. Sometimes we have too much pain. Sometimes we can't take things in. I think this is what happens with our, with our information overload. You know, we, and this is very interesting that the word conscience and the word science. The word science means to know. The word conscience, you just put C-O-N in front of it, means to know well. It takes time to know things well. So one of the problems, the, 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 the difference between conscience and science, between knowing things and knowing things well, I would say is the cost of progress. The human cost of progress. So the things that happen around the world, they should be reported. But they come at a pace now that is too fast for the heart to digest. 
So, you know, like as Blake said, you know, eternity in a grain of sand. I need what I can do in my practice. It's not that there shouldn't be less things on 24-7 news. It's that I need to develop a practice so that when I see one painful thing on TV, I don't need to see it 14 times or see 14 more. I need to take the one into my heart and feel it. That's enough. That reminds me, I know that you've written about how we tend to focus on what's broken rather than what is mending together. Yeah. You know, things are falling apart and coming together constantly at the same time. So, you know, we have this kind of false argument around media that everything is dark journalism. And then we have the counterpoint, which, of course, everyone says is, oh, we're going to be Pollyanna and it's just all going to be goody goody news. But neither one is integrated, complete news because everything is coming together and falling apart at the same time. And we need to report both so that we have a balanced sense of life. And the the other thing about that that's so interesting is that when things fall apart, they make a lot of noise. It's the nature of it. When things come together, it's quieter. So we need to spend more attention so we can hear how things come together to balance what's happening all the time. We live in a culture that's addicted to the noise of things falling apart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's out of balance. So your whole philosophy, it seems to me, is, is one of ease. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, that we, we're so hard on ourselves. We try so hard. We try to accomplish things and go forward and do our task and save the world and help our friends and do all of that. But it seems like in your poetry and in your books, there's a kind of ease, sort of a... Oh, okay. It's going to fall apart. It's going to come together, you know, and you're going to fall out of step, fall out of trust, but you can step back into trust. You know, you... you Well, when we listen, we have a better sense of where to put our effort. We know how to join the stream of life. In the Taoist sense, you know, their the whole image is that, that it, every individual is like a fish trying to find the current. And the Tao is the current, the unseeable current of life. So when that fish finds the current, it's kind of an obsolete question to say, well, how much is it swimming from its own power or the power of the current? In that moment, they're one. In the moment of love, they're one. You know, in the moment that we're helping each other, they're, they're one. Giving and receiving in that moment, you know, they're one. The inhaling and exhaling of the heart is all one. So, so listening really helps us stay close to what is sacred by giving us a sense of where to put our effort so that we can rejoin the stream of life. 
Mark, I want to thank you so much for being with us today with your words of wisdom and inspiration on the New Dimensions Cafe. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Great to be with you. It was great to be with you. I've been speaking with Mark Nepo, and he's the author of many, many books, and his most recent book on poetry is Reduced to Joy, and his other book is 7,000 Ways to Listen, Staying Close to what is sacred. And if you'd like to know more about his work, you can go to his website, marknepo.com. And Nepo is spelled N-E-P-O, just like it sounds, marknepo.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And I invite you to join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.